Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek! Yay! Guess what, kids? Special edition of So I Married a Movie Geek! Not just because you get me, Chrissy McQueen. Not just because you get Justin Winters. But... It's not even Maggie the dog. It's because you get special guest Jordan Yanko! Yo! Hello, everyone. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Yanko, Yanko, it's however you'd like to pronounce it. I kind of went in the middle with it, because I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's all good. Yanko, Yanko. Whatever. He's a really cool guy, y'all. And he has listened to every single podcast. My friend... Why? Is there something wrong with you? <laughs> um, I'm just, I've got the bug. What can I say? I, I listened to one and I wanted to become an authority or an authority if you're Canadian. And I listened <laughs> to every one of them. And uh, now I'm all caught up to speed because what kind of guest would I be if I didn't do the research? You you are kind of like the man. Oh, thank you. We don't even listen to every episode. No, it's true. And sometimes I do. And he's like, why are you listening to this? I don't understand. No, I just have a problem listening to myself, so that's just me. That's a hang-up I have. But you have a nice voice. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Wow. My velvety tones. (laughs) Dulcet tones. You do have... Oh, dulcet tones. You do have some dulcet velvety tones, Mr. Mister. Well, it's hot in here tonight, so I'm going to let it out. Or is it just you? It's hot. getting so hot. I'm going to do a podcast. Okay, so we saw two movies of Jordan's Choosing. Well, wait. One of them definitely. Was the other one that I have yet to say also of your choosing? Uh, no. I just picked the one that <laughs> is my favorite movie ever. Uh, certainly up there. Pretty and, Woman? Uh, no. <laughs> oh. Not that one. My the bad. The Pulp Fiction. Pulp, the Pulp Fiction? The Pulp Fiction. Not just Pulp Fiction, but with the in front of it. Yes. And, you know, like peanut butter and jelly, what goes with Pulp Fiction? Pretty Woman. <laughs> well, you know what, Justin... When it comes to movie pairings, nobody can compare to you. Because you were actually wanting to pair uh, Pretty Woman with Transformers 3. Oh, wow. <laughs> that would go together like peas and carrots. <laughs> well, you know what? What? You haven't seen Transformers 3, so... No, we, we did this true. instead. Was that a mistake, in your opinion? I like Transformers 3. Well, I want to see it in IMAX 3D, so Ooh, I nice. would recommend anyone who... Wants to go see it to try to get it on the biggest screen you can and in 3D. Bigger so, is better. Bigger is better. I thought it was the best one of the three. I know that's kind of like saying, you know, which piece of crap is the, <laughs> the least smelly. It's the least smelly. <laughs> but, yeah, I enjoy it. I'll make you watch it someday. Okay. I'm going to well, What would you pretty, pair it with, may I ask? Pretty Woman. Oh. Again? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, we're missing, <laughs> missing our chance now. I guess we have missed the golden opportunity. Robots punching each other in the face and hookers. But hookers in 3D would have been so much better. Uh-huh. They should reboot it. They should re-release Pretty Woman in 3D. I kind of just like the title Hookers in 3D. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't? That should be a sequel to Heather's. <laughs> okay. I like it. Maybe. Why not? Okay. I'm on board. All right. All right. So let's discuss Jordan's favorite movie, Pulp Fiction. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Much better than I anticipated, right off the bat. Let me just say that. What does that mean? Okay. 
See, she goes into movies with these like what Pre- presuppositions. Yes, Ooh, pre- good word. Hey, thanks. Why? I play words with friends. Dancing Blondie, find me. <laughs> the here's the thing about Pulp Fiction. It's not that I had a bias so much against it. All right, what the hell? I'm just gonna go for it. Every guy I ever dated prior to Justin was like, yeah, Pulp Fiction, it's awesome. And then they ended up being douchebags. Oh. And I went, mm, all right, must be something about this movie. I think it's particularly bloody and violent, and there might be some sort of redeeming quality like the writing or humor or something. But you know what? I don't care because all the guys are douchebags who like it. Well, you know what? What? It's awesome. I was wrong. It's awesome. I was wrong. But gentlemen, school me. Why do you love this movie so much? Well, I will. Uh, I will say, as a non-douchebag, um, <laughs> I liked it at first when when it first came out. I saw it in the theaters, and then I just kind of happened to get it as a gift on video, and then I kind of happened to watch it a lot on DVD. And um, it just seemed that it had the coolest lines, like the most quotable lines. And then I just kind of liked it. And, and from that, I just watched it again and again and again. Over the years, I was kind of like, oh, wait a minute. My favorite movie has heroin and violence and shooting. And so that's not necessarily me or who I am, but I just kind of like the lines. And my friends always ask me to do scenes and riff on impressions and stuff. And that was just one of those movies that kind of stuck. Okay, so, you, you know, you let the cat out of the bag in that you do impressions. Oh, you know, you have, come on, that was a perfect segue. Yeah. I couldn't come on, have Chrissy. He said he didn't want to do this. Not no, this way. I'm not going to ask He's him. not a monkey. Don't hey, make him dance. No, listen. <laughs> good impression of a monkey. That was pretty good. Yeah, I'm not going to do my whole dance monkey dance thing. I'm, you don't have to do anything. I'm just going to ask you, of the movie, like, who who do you like to impersonate? Christopher Walken. Oh, yeah, By yeah. far. My friends always ask me to do that. Uh, well, he doesn't say the F word, so you're fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast could still be PG-13, you guys. Yeah, he says the A word. Oh, oh, never mind. Never mind. That could be in PG-13. We could have one F word in a... One, really? Yeah. So then but who gets to Did we just reach it? our threshold? No, Fuck. No, no. Oh, my goodness. Justin! What? I had to get it out of the way. We're six minutes in. Your mother is listening to this podcast. My mom doesn't listen to this podcast. I bet you she does. No. How do you know? Mom, stop listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right now. Well, Earmuffs. Right. Earmuffs, mom. You know, it's all right. If he told me to stop listening to this podcast, that, well, then, gosh, I guess I'll just stop Although, listening. we'll get to her uh, love of pretty woman later. Oh, we will. Okay, but, all right, I want to hear some Christopher Walken. Dance monkey. Oh, me? Okay. <laughs> Cause, cause, cause all I, he meant me. All, all I know is, like, wow. <laughs> You're really good, though. You should do yours first. No, I'm terrible compared to him. Go ahead. The way your granddad saw it, the swatch was your birthright. He'd be damned. He was going to let some greasy slobs get his yellow paws on your birthright, so he hit it. The only place he could, his ass. It's <laughs> pretty good. I have tears coming out of my eyes, you guys. That's where they come out of. That's the proper... <laughs> the proper orifice to, from which to leak out tears. Out of your ears, you might want to check that out. I always think of, yeah. uh, what was his Saturday Night Live, the, um... Cowbell? Moore? What? I got a fever. Yeah. And the only description no. is more cowboy. The, the glass of champagne. Champagne. <laughs> What's that? The, the continental. The continental. Ugh. I, I took the liberty of opening up your mail. What is that, Justin? What? It's a, um, it's a sketch skit he does on the Serenade Live. Well, what's it about? It's about, uh, he, he kind of stalks this woman, but the camera is... First person point of view yeah, on him. First person, first first person like, point oh, of wow. view. Wow. Wowie. Wowie. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wow, you guys, I don't know what happened to my double J's on each side, but Christopher Walken just kind of came in and split. And that's what happened. But he was great in this movie, in the pulp of the 
Of the fiction. The Pulp Fiction. The Pulp Fiction. Yes, and if you watch the extras, it says a little thing like Quentin Tarantino wanted each of the three scenes to be respectful, less respectful, and completely irreverent by the end. So in the beginning, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, you know, the, the watch, whatever. And the yeah. second one, he's like, a little funny. And in the third one, he's like, I kept this uncomfortable hunk of metal on my ass for two years. It was at five years? No, he did two years. No, he the did other two, guy did five, five years. Five so that's years. seven total ass years altogether. <laughs> This watch has been passed down from asshole to asshole. Yes. I don't want anything on my asshole for five years. Yeah, that's... that's how do you, like... Good. How do you poop? You can't you poop around. I guess it, every I guess. time he puts it back after he poops. I and guess. he died of dysentery. Yeah, oh, yeah. There was a lot of anal humor in this. Yeah. There was even some anal rapage. Yeah. Which was not humorous. Not the humorous, but no. <laughs> Is anal rapage ever humorous? Never really, no. At least, no. not to my knowledge, anyway. No. <laughs> Justin's laughing. I think he thinks it's pretty humorous. Anal <laughs> like rape is like never funny, humorous. Like a funny soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> the more oh, you know. God. Oh, God. Please the squeeze when you add the sound effects is not as funny. <laughs> yes. It's not fair that you guys can make fun of it, but I can't. <laughs> no, you can. It's all good. Hey, thanks. So, uh, were you surprised uh, at, like... The language, like there's 275 uses of the word, uh, the F word. Oh, we just going explicit. <laughs> Sorry, I too. So yeah, they say fuck a lot in, in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Motherfucker. I think Scarface is the only movie that says it more, but. What about Lebowski? Don't they curse a lot in Lebowski? Yeah. Not as much as, uh. This is so just, much we're better We're talking about fu- just exclusively Oh, just fuck. exclusively for unlawful carnal knowledge. Yeah. By the way, this movie is so much better than Big Lebowski. I know we referenced that a few times, and I know that you love it, but I think this is much Can we better. just not go back to me being sad about you hating Big Lebowski? I didn't no, hate it. It's not a hate. I didn't hate it. No. <laughs> Show me shadows. <laughs> and he should know, because he listened to the podcast. I didn't hate the movie. I just like this better. Okay. Right. I, I liked it better Well, it's well. different. It's certainly it's totally different. Yes. And that was why, you know, growing up, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I like Pulp Fiction. It's my favorite movie. It's, like, out of order, and it's all cool. And yeah. it's got, like, it, it's not like your conventional movie, I guess. I like that, in fact, it was out of order, yet each story within its own little vignette was still linear. Yes. Because at first, you guys kind of scared me when you were telling me that, like, well, there is no order in this movie <laughs> whatsoever, so you love it. And I was like, I kind of like order in movies. I don't know about this. Yeah. No, we, he said, we talk about you not liking structure. Structure, right. Yeah, because when we first started this podcast... Uh, as a producer, I was like, okay, should we have, like, points that we want to hit? You know, <laughs> a structure of the podcast. You're like, no, no let's just wing it. And let's wow, go on tangents. Let's go on tangents, and then let's never bring it back to the ping, actual ping, film. Ping, ping, <laughs> pew, pew. By the way, movie. <laughs> it's just how I roll, you guys. Sorry okay. about that. So what did you like about Pulp Fiction? See, and he brings it right back. Thank like you. Like a producer. He's really good at that, let's face it. Uh, what did I like about it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What didn't I like about it, if I may gush for a moment? <laughs> Honestly, and I, that sounds like a cop-out, but it, it's much easier for me to harp on things I didn't like as opposed to what I did, because I liked so much about it. I liked the writing. I liked the storytelling technique of, like I said, having the vignettes that were linear in and of themselves, but the story itself was not linear, and it was like a little puzzle that you had to put together at the end. Yeah. Uh, I thought the actors were all exceptional in their own parts like it's funny because i like john travolta as a person yet i don't really like his movies he was brilliant in this he what? was great look who's talking <laughs> who's talking to look who's talking now what about okay. michael the angel movie are they okay. still talking <laughs> can i just tell you the movies that you just referenced are like the only ones that i actually know about john travolta because i never saw saturday night fever and i was like 
Those are the ones what about I know. Grease. I saw the water movie, whatever the fuck that was. It was horrible when I walked out. It's the one movie I've ever movie. walked out of. Water movie? With yeah. John Travolta? Yeah. Not Face He's off. a lawyer. Face Off was great. He's a lawyer. Yeah. And it's a, it's a movie about water, and he, it, it's like a water case. It's like it wanted to be Aaron Brockovich, but totally failed. Oh, a civil action. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's kind of boring. Is that the one terrible. with the general's dog? Oh, no, that's the general's dog. <laughs> yes. But this was, uh, Pulp Fisher was kind of like his career research yes. because he had been married, like I said, in the Look Who's Talking movies. Yeah. yeah. And Quentin Tarantino was like, I remember, you know, badass John Travolta yeah. of Greece. I have faith in him. I fear of fame. give you another chance, so. Wait, was this Quentin Tarantino's first, like, big movie? After Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, Reservoir Dogs he did before this, which is also good. All right. I see that. I'll take your word for it. What else have I seen? Justin, what else have I seen of Quentin Tarantino? Uh, so I can compare. I think, I think in Glorious Bastards. Yes, yes, yes. Love that movie. Fantastic. Your favorite. Um, well, that's the only other. I was going to say it might be my favorite because that's the only other one I had seen. Yeah. <laughs> which would technically be your least favorite in your. Yeah, the same well, time. I We've feel only seen one. a lot of people wanted me to see the Kill Bill trilogy, but oh, yeah, I felt yeah. like I couldn't see it without seeing this first because everybody's like, "Oh, if you like Pulp Fiction, you like Kill Bill." I don't know why people said that to me, but they did, really? and I was like, "Is hmm? it a trilogy? Kill Bill two or one? It's two. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, double a G. <laughs> Good news, I'm really good at math. <laughs> And sorry about that. I was thinking, like, volume three, I gotta see it. <laughs> it's in my head. I'm writing it right now, even though I haven't seen the first two. But now that I've seen Pulp Fiction, I feel like I can at least see that. Why is it called Pulp Fiction? I know in the beginning they describe what pulp is. Like a pulp novel, and yeah. it's kind of like these little stories all together, mushed together. And it's That's fictional. It? Yeah. All right. It's kind of like OG, pulpy, like OJ. It's pulpy. Like a little beach novel you can read, you know. Oh, it's I love like, beach novels. How do we feel about Uma Thurman? I don't know. How do you feel about Why her? Why don't you tell us? I will. Uh, I generally don't like her in movies. Like what? Uh, Truth About Cats and Dogs. <laughs> yeah, she sucked in that movie. <laughs> she was definitely overshadowed by... Janine Garofalo. The cats, and, cats the and the dogs. <laughs> and the truth played a great... No. I just want to know the truth about the dogs and the cats. Get out of my way, Uma. Thanks, walking. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I just thought she was kind of like pretty but plain Jane boring actress. And she well, was really good in Wait till you see Kill Bill. Uh-oh. Yeah. She's going to blow your mind. And Quentin Tarantino likes Uma Thurman. Evidently. She's very tall. She's got um, great arches. Uh, <laughs> on her Tar- feet. Tom Hanks. Tom oh, on her feet. <laughs> yeah. Great. No, uh, Tarantino's a very famous foot fetishist. <laughs> Is he really? Yes. Is he not making... Are you making that up? I'm oh, just going. Why would I make that up? Because <laughs> I, I never know with you. Um, no, actually, just this week, uh, zippers. there was an article <laughs> on Gawker uh, about this girl who went to a party and met up with Quentin Tarantino and then went home with him, and she was like, oh my gosh, am I going to have to have sex with Quentin Tarantino? And instead of, like, you know, them having sex the regular way, he asked <laughs> if he could masturbate with what? while sucking on her toes. Oh my god, that's... Really? This podcast just got explicit. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. I don't like feet. I don't like my own feet. I don't like anybody's feet. Feet suck. A lot of people are with you on that one. Yeah. So I guess if you meet Quentin Tarantino at a party... If you feet Quentin Tarantino (laughs) Well, that'll explain the whole foot massage aspect. Yes. Yes, it would. Did he write this movie? He wrote it uh, with a guy named Roger Avery. Okay. They co-wrote it together. Well, then I'll assume he had a part in the whole foot massage storyline. I would guarantee 100%. At least making it so long. (laughs) Part of the movie. Right? 
That is just kind of ridiculous. So do you think a foot massage, is that over the line if it's someone else's girl? That's a, They have a conversation, uh, Samuel L. Jackson and John yes. Smoltz about this. Yes. Do you think it's grounds to throw someone off a four-story window? Is it no, in the same league? The ballpark, same ballpark? Is it even the same fucking sport? <laughs> I think that's an overreaction. Um, well, we find out later that's... That's not even what happened. Yeah. But if we were pretending for a moment that this were true... Is that grounds for somebody being upset? Maybe. Depends. Were the feet soft? Were they bare? <laughs> were her toes in his mouth? Yes. Were oils used? This is important. I'm going to massage it with my molars. I need uh, to know these things. I need to know. Don't hit the table. The table isn't. We're doing an audio podcast. We are? What's that? It's in your ears. Oh, okay. I'm glad we had this. Talk. Okay. Well, here's why I love this movie. Yes. Number one, Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. yes. He's the best thing about this movie. I mean, he and does Jerry Cohn. He does get kind of all the best lines in the movie, so it's not a big surprise. But that, and just the fact that it's a movie about people talking, like because you're a talker. Well, no. This, I mean, the whole movie is about you know what do these hitmen do when they're not killing somebody. They're talking about the most, yeah. you know, random things possible. On their downtime. Exactly. And just the fact that it's more about, you know, less about the action and more about the dialogue, the characters that you, you know, remember. So. Do you know who I think is an unsung hero of this movie who I really enjoyed? Who? Bruce Willis. Okay. And I'm not a huge Bruce Willis fan in real life. But you, yet, are, you are a fan of Die Hard now. So. I am now, yeah. I just feel like he did... What Bruce Willis does best. The constipated look. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Look bemused. Right. But it was good constipated bemused face. Like, it was appropriate in this particular film. Bemused by his annoying girlfriend. Yeah, I didn't like her one bit. She was crazy. Fabian. Fabian? With the Ben cakes. The Ben cakes. I want a little pot belly. <laughs> you want a pot belly? What was the thing with the pot belly? I'm like, who wants a pot Belly. Yeah, French, French women ring in on this. Is the pot belly really sexy over in France, where she was allegedly from? No, it is not. Ce n'est pas sexy. <laughs> I just think she's sexist. Like guys can't have a pot belly, but it's cool for chicks to have a pot yeah, belly. Yeah, she comes around and says, "The guy's not sexy with pot belly." But she was very specific about the pot belly. It was not like you can have a pot belly and be a little zoftic everywhere. It was like <laughs> no. The hips are the same. The neck, the arms, the legs, they are the same. But then you have this little soft belly. Isn't it funny how the eyes and the touch can never line up to like the same thing? Do you know how specific that is? Like, to get everything to stay the same and spot gain in one place? No. Basically, I was like, bitch wants to be pregnant. Know, like, that's what it is. Like, Bruce Willis, you need to drop drop this chick. Yeah, honestly. You definitely have some better options out there. Yes. Yeah, she was kind of whiny. Yeah, go with uh, Villa Lobos, the cab driver. The, the Wobo? <laughs> wait, Esmeralda? Esmeralda oh, okay. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I thought about Los Lobos for a second. <laughs> La Bamba. <laughs> I'd definitely go with Los Lobos over <laughs> Pot Belly French Chick. <laughs> and even if you like her, just leave her behind when she starts to become too much trouble, like forgetting the watch and not getting yeah. on the motorcycle or the chopper right away. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, you know what? You're too much of a pain in the ass. You can yes. stay behind. Au revoir. Yes. French annoying chic. Uh, there's a lot of drug references in this movie, particularly the use of heroin and cocaine. Yeah. Uh, I've tried neither, so I can't speak from a first-person standpoint, but um, heroin's a hell of a drug, y'all. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Don't snort it. Uh, uh, that's evidently a bad idea. Bad things will happen. 
I know it's possible to snort it, but I don't think you were supposed to snort it in such copious quantities as she did. Well, well, no, she snorted the madman. You know, she got oh. like the grams of the one from the Helts Mountains of Germany. So that can't be good. <laughs> no, it can't be good. But I don't. Obviously, I don't know like the metric conversion here for coke versus heroin. But I don't think it's the same. Well, and you don't you don't mix your coke with your heroin. Just oh yeah. Don't drink. You know. That's a Belushi a way to have yeah. liquor after beer. Makes you sick. sick. No, no, no. It's beer liquor before, before beer. You're in the clear. Beer yeah. before liquor will make you sicker. Beer before heroin. That's what no, I said. <laughs> That's what I said. If you heroin. listen, rewind it. Listen to me. <laughs> If you go to college, you need to know that mantra because yes. it will keep you safe. I went to a commuter school. But yeah, coke and uh, heroin, totally different like reactions no to... Note to self. Yeah. Don't when you, do when heroin. You do heroin, it's like a, like a euphoric feeling. Up like, like, oh, like, like when he's driving the car and he's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. But the way he was, he seemed like he was just kind of like content happy like you would be on pot. Yeah, he was like pot happy. Which, yeah. Uh, heroin's derived from morphine. It's, it's... I love morphine. <laughs> she's, she's like, okay, let's go to, where's the, where's the heroin mart? I'm Mia. Heroin do, mart. Do we live in LA? Where's this gas house? We do live in LA and I love me some morphine. Just give me one of those big old needles. No joke. When I was in the hospital, I had to have the nurses like stop giving me morphine, and because I knew I loved it so much, I would never get off of it. And they were like, "But honey, you sh- you look, you're in pain. You should have some more morphine." And I was like, "No, don't do it. Don't do it." Morphine. Stop making that noise. <laughs> morphine. So uh, Chrissy Sorry, made the mistake of oiling the chairs. Oiling the chairs <laughs> with pledge. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by Pledge. <laughs> you work at a strip club or something? You're like falling off the chair over here. Now I'm like buffing the chair with my ass. I'm like Pledge You're confusing and buff. our guests. Come on. <laughs> Do you imagine if they use Pledge on the stripper poles? And like you'd see the girls and it would just be like... I would suggest, Jordan, if you like to go to a strip club, there's one nearby, <laughs> and they actually have, uh, He's been. the pole is like three stories tall. Three stories? So these girls, they like get up to the top, the they're doing their, firemen? their gyrations. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah. firewomen, firewomen, fire sorry. Yeah. But then they like, they're doing the gyrations, and then they drop like Mission Impossible, but stop like right above oh. the floor, and I'm like, whoa. No kidding, he gets home, this was at a bachelor party, and he comes home and he's like, Chrissy, oh my god, we gotta go back to this place you would love it just for the physics of it I'm like are, are you kidding it. me like is this happening uh, Zach gets rated the physics on this place pretty good <laughs> I'm gonna go there well that I mean uh, across the way you got the guys in like sweat you know the sweatpants they're like oh yeah this is about yeah. to get on I'm like look at the, the, the circulature <laughs> and the vectors going on up there according to my calculations I think <laughs> exactly Clavin <laughs> Oh man! And that's why I married this man. Uh-huh. What did you think you. about the dance, the famous dance scene in this movie? How would you rate their dance? I wrote Frankenstein dance in huge letters. <laughs> How? Yes. I've never seen Frankenstein dance. Is this? Well, I feel like Jordan hit the nail on the head. I mean, Uma wasn't really doing so much Frankenstein as much as she was just like sort of like I don't know. The twist. It was kind of like the twist. no. It was like gyrate. What yeah. see? What to see? Yeah, she was doing yeah. the, the bad to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but John Travolta, what happened? Yeah, what happened just, to Saturday Night Fever? Yeah, he's such a good dancer, you know, Saturday Night Fever, like, he really? just, you know that he's going to go in, like, alright, this is going to be good, and then in the beginning, it's like, okay, and then he just kind of gives up, and he's like, all stiff, <laughs> and he just moves his head, basically, for the end, like, 
He does the, the, I call him the flying V. He does do the flying V. But towards the end, Jordan's right. He's kind of like almost hunched too in his stature and moving one yeah, side of his body up. at a time he's like a zombie. And all of a sudden, Jordan's like, fire bad! <laughs> and I totally saw it and it was hilarious. Well, I mean, uh, imagine a Justin Black, too. You, you, you're on morphine in the hospital. Like, what if they say, okay, dance? How would you, would you dance yeah. just like him? Do you know what I did in the hospital? I was on morphine. I got in a wheelchair, and my friends, like, went at screaming rails rates all the way down the hall with me in the wheelchair, and one of them held onto my IV pole. Oh, my God. And gosh. we went, like, really fast. Wheelies! Yeah, the nurse was not happy. My mom was like, it's fine. Let it, she needs this. Let it happen. Our tax dollars at work. There you go. <laughs> yes, yes. It was great. Thank you, Tess and Danny and Scuba. That was a wonderful night. Um, highlighted being in the hospital. But let's talk about that little cafe that they were in, Jackrabbit Slims. Why does this not exist in real life? Pretty cool place. Somebody should get on that. Right? Well, because this was a movie and, uh... All right. That is not a good argument because, like I said when we were watching this, there exists a hamburger franchise named Cheeburger Cheeburger after an SNL sketch. So if they can do that, they can make a Jackrabbit Slims. Hell to the yes. I would think that they'd have a, a big Kahuna burger before they'd have a I know. Jackrabbit Slims. I mean, that's pretty it's so tasty. He gets me all in the mood for it. You know, I'll try one. They're real tasty. <laughs> That's but, this, but this is going a different direction. Gets me all in the mood. <laughs> Get to <laughs> rub the <laughs> burger on my, my pics. Wow, look at that girl with that burger hanging from the ceiling. She's like right above the floor like Mission Impossible. <laughs> Three stories high with a big kahuna burger. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if you could eat that Kuna burger that up high and then the drop down like that, that'd be great. The way you say, girl, if you can eat that Kuna burger, not even Kahuna, <laughs> it was Kuna. Nice. Love it. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I want I want to open that shop and I want to like hire people to Open work a Jackrabbit Slims, people. Please Don't do be it. a square. <laughs> yeah. I did the thumb gestures. You totally did. Well, you gotta, this, this is going to be something that comes from Quentin Tarantino and I think he's got a lot of other stuff on his mind, like girl's feet. Yes. Know, in right? his mouth. And you know what he's got <laughs> on his mind? The recurring theme of uncomfortable silence. Yeah, that happened a lot. Well, uncomfortable sure. silence is everywhere. Oh, you guys. <laughs> that was quite comfortable. It was for me. Here's my feeling on it. Despite the fact that it's 78 degrees in here. I'm sorry about that. It's we okay. can turn on the air conditioner but it'd be loud for our listeners and listeners I care about you so much. It's cool. I sweat it out. And I'm also wearing a sweater like the reptile I am. What was your favorite scene in Pulp Fiction? Wait, Chris? no. We're talking about Comfortable Silence. And then we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay, go. Wait. Okay, well, listen. The, the reason why is because she says like you know when you can be comfortable sitting in silence that's how you know you've really found someone special. Yeah, you don't have to fill the silence with bullshit. Correct. I understood what she was saying. I'm not necessarily saying I agree. I find that when you the conversation continues ad nauseum, not necessarily with bullshit, but with maybe important things to you, that's when you know you have found someone special when there isn't a lapse and you're just sitting there not knowing what to say to each other anymore. Hmm. Well, I think when you can... Uh, break wind during that uncomfortable <laughs> silence and the other person doesn't, you know, Laps. immediately run from the table. But that wouldn't be on a first date, though, or non-date, as he kept on saying, it's yeah, not it's a not date. date. He can't break wind in front of Mia. <laughs> I don't know, she might have been into it. Hey, when you're on heroin, man. Exactly. Let it loose. Euphoric farts, whatever. Oh, wowzers. We went there with this. What are these? My notes? Wow. Notes. I took notes again, I don't you guys. Think they'll make sense to you. Though. No, they really won't. I haven't taken notes in a long time. I kind of went through all of these first five or six 
I've already segued into them, so move on <laughs> if you must. Mm. Okay, ask what your favorite uh, your favorite scene in the whole movie was. I actually kind of like the last sequence where um, Samuel Jackson was trying to turn over a new leaf, and he's in a Norm's restaurant, and he's basically diffusing a robbery in in um, process. Normally, he does this one Bible verse that I'm sure you're all familiar with, those of you who have seen the film, and then right after, he, like, you know, shoots you in the face. And this time, he didn't do that, and he gave the kid who was doing the robbery, like, $1,500 and said, this is for your new life, and, you know. Just give me back my bad motherfucker wallet. Yeah, pretty much. And leave all these other motherfucking wallets on the motherfucking (laughs) cashier. Yeah. It was something like that. But it was really good. That whole sequence was good, because it held tension. It was interesting to watch. And he had character development. I'm on board. Yeah, because it really says something when the guys point a gun in your face and you have the fortitude to not only keep the briefcase, but... Oh, speaking of the briefcase... What was in the briefcase, yes, Chrissy? Chrissy? Oh my god, what was it? You guys, I was dying. I was like, what is it? It's something glowy. Maybe it's gold, maybe it's something volcanic. But volcanics, whatever, wouldn't work in a briefcase. Volcanic? Yeah. You know, like lava or something yeah, yeah, that's yeah. shiny. Like yeah, Volcano starring Tommy Lee Jones? I love that Like Joe versus the Volcano? <laughs> Didn't love it as much. Um, so, yeah, there's been, I guess, a lot of conversation about it. It's, uh, nobody knows. Nobody knows? Nobody knows because he never said it. what was in it. It's one of those things that's open-ended. Some people said it's maybe Marcel Swallows' soul. I mean, the suitcase is 666. Yeah, And he's right. always got a Band-Aid on the back of his head. Maybe I thought that was weird. Maybe the soul escaped from well, the Band-Aid. Was, oh, uh, that was, like, one of the people talking theories. about that. But uh, you never know. What's with the Band-Aid? If it's not that, what's with the Band-Aid? I don't know. Maybe he cut himself shaving his head. That bothered me. You, you know, you interject your opinion, yeah. whatever you think it is. I'm not good with open-ended shit, you guys. I need, like, somebody to tell me this is what happened. And No, I'm, I'm like that, too. And I, trust me, I've watched this movie a million times. And, like, I know that every time I watch it, I'm thinking, okay, what do we know about the briefcase? We know that it's shiny. <laughs> we know that it's, it's bright light. We know that everybody that looks at it says, we're happy. And mm-hmm. it's beautiful. And whatever. They get some satisfaction from looking at it. And we know that he has to return it to Marcellus Wallace. But that's all we know. Didn't somebody say at one point it's like a glimpse of heaven? I could have sworn that somebody said that. At some maybe point. in your mind. That's what you think. Well, that's what I thought it was. In my yeah. head, I was like, maybe that's what it is. And I'm not just making loons up when yeah. I think that somebody said that. Maybe. I really thought so. It's or it could me. be like uh, one of the aliens from Cocoon in there. <laughs> the yes. Seen Cocoon? Yes. Okay. That, that's what's definitely in, in the briefcase. <laughs> or some gold... You remember those golden chocolate coins? Maybe it's oh, a gremlin. It's a golden ticket. Gremlin? Mm-hmm. A yeah. gold gremlin? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that's another aspect of the gremlin I didn't know about. I had another layer say, to it. Don't feed them after midnight. <laughs> yes. Don't get them wet. Don't keep them in a briefcase. <laughs> don't keep them in the briefcase. Or they'll, you know, shine gold. <laughs> Maybe it's the Holy Grail from Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. Oh my God, the grain of rice? The grain of rice. It's that. That's what it is. It's the grain of rice. Maybe it's the golden job from any movie. movie. From the Harrison Jones films. You must choose the briefcase, <laughs> but choose wisely. Harrison Jones. I almost forgot about that. That was good. Well, so wait, what was your favorite scene, guys? I love the scene where those guys get raped. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. No, hey, you made us rewind it and watch it over and over again in slow motion. <laughs> now I understand everything. <laughs> no, I mean, when, 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 I was, when I was 14 years old and I first watched this movie, and I was thinking about maybe someday I'm going to live in Los Angeles. I was like, I better not go to a pawn shop because... Oh, wait, a porn shop? Pawn shop. A what shop? Like a corn pawn? Pawn shop. Like, like, wait, oh, pawn? No, like pawn. a pony shop? Pawn shop. 
shop? Yeah, don't go to a pony shop. Don't go to a pawn shop because they might rape you there. And they got guys in, you know. No, seriously, what kind of shop are you trying to say? Pawn shop. A pawn? Oh, pawn shop, like a chess piece. A pawn piece. shop. Don't make fun of Justin's act. I'm not. I didn't understand what he was saying. No, it's shut your face. Shut your face. This time it was genuine. <laughs> no, I just like this. I, I don't like when they're getting raped. I like when Bruce Willis gets free and he goes in and he's like, Okay, what's gonna be my weapon? Yes, that's yeah. such a cool and she's scene. Samurai sword, it's very so. Duke Nukem or like Wolfenstein 3D, depending on how old your computer gaming is. Um, <laughs> he gets like one weapon and it's even better and it's even better and ha 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 ha. The sword. You say computer gaming, I think of Oregon Trail. Oh, that's a while back. Good that's for you. So that, yeah, that scene and any of the scenes involving the wolf. I, I like Harvey Keitel in this movie. So I well. agree. You know, Jordan, you and I had a moment when, uh, slightly before, Marcellus is getting raped in the ass. In the hoo-ha. Yeah, there you go. Well, his, his okay. version, his of, version of the hoo-ha, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a moment where Bruce Willis comes back to his old apartment just to get the stupid watch. And yeah. then he, like, starts hanging out making pop tarts in his kitchen. I'm like... Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Generic Pop-Tarts. Yeah. It wasn't even the real one. Excuse me. Sometimes you toast need your pastry. Sometimes you need some Pop-Tarts, man. What's wrong with that? <laughs> if you are worried for your life, do you not get the fuck out? Yeah. What the hell? I mean, you got the watch. Game over. Leave. Yeah. You know, and then it's just, you see the gun. Let's see. So you know something's up. And uh, John Travolta, really? I mean, yeah. if you're going to go to the bathroom, take your gun <laughs> with you to the bathroom. Yeah. Why don't you get some depends? Because every time you go to the bathroom, <laughs> shit goes bad. down. Yes. This is true. Didn't something bad happen to Michael, too, when he was on the toilet? No. Oh, he, like, geez. drew wings. How does he hide his wings when he goes? <laughs> There's also a scene in Look Who's Talking Now <laughs> where he's in the bath. He's at the changing station. He's, in, he's taking a dump and the baby comes in and is like, because that's what they do in that movie. Babies yeah. talk, and then the dogs talk. Oh, I love it when the dogs talk. I hate those movies. <laughs> okay, I'm over it. Shut up, baby. You'll have time to talk later. Shut up, motherfucker. Oh, wow. So, what, so wait, what was your favorite scene? Oh, that whole last sequence in Norm's. Oh, that was a great scene. Yeah, and you liked the whole thing with, what's his face? Wilson? Will, Willie? People getting raped, and Wolf. Wolf. There yeah. you go. And Jordan? So many to count. If I had to name two... It would be, um... If I had to name nine, I would go... <laughs> this is only a Tell short your whole, podcast. Your no, whole my, my, whole, my uh, favorite scene is the one where they're cleaning the, the skull and brains from the car. Just the lines in that. It's like, I gotta be the one on brain detail. <laughs> just that whole scene is great. And then the other one, of course, with Bruce Willis and the weapons. That was just phenomenal. Poor Marvin. Yeah, from Mad TV. Was Marvin on Mad TV? Yeah. He played like the energetic UPS guy, uh, among uh, many other sketches uh, that I can't recall at this time. Oh my god, I think you're right. I think that was who he was. Yeah. That totally that makes sense. Yeah. Because I was wondering, I was like, how do I know this guy? Well, Pulp Fiction launched him into the stratosphere of improv comedy. Yeah. Launched John Travolta's yes. career again. The more you know. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, fun story about this movie, um... When I went to uh, UNC, my first year as a freshman at UNC, my sweet mate, who I'd gone to high school with, uh, when we started uh, class, for every day, for at least two months, he watched this movie every single day. Wow. So I'd like come back from class, and he'd be like in a different part of the movie. And he was stupid enough to, every time I saw him, he would uh, recreate or 
recount the scene of um, Quentin Tarantino's scene where oh. he's talking about his garage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no! <laughs> and we lived uh, very near our basketball team. No, so no. I was like, I was like, no, shh, shh, no, 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 wrong no. scene. Don't no, no. no. So. No. Oh my god. Dead jigsaw storage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Dead jigsaw storage. Wow. That's bad. At first, can I be honest with you? When you very first started the story, I was like, what happens? What like, what is that? What happens? <laughs> and then he scene? got killed because <laughs> he, went, he went and cooked some Pop Tarts. <laughs> and then we were cleaning his brains and skull out of our Volkswagen Rabbit. And then he was raped by the whole basketball team. <laughs> Jordan, I have to ask you there was a point when uh, Bruce Willis touched the gun and killed uh, John Travolta to, to go back to that for a second. And I said, Hi, fingerprints. How's it going? And you said, Remind me. Yes. Okay, because that's number one. Like, he, first of all, get the hell out of there. Don't oh, yeah, stay yeah. to get the gun. What Don't stay doing? to do whatever. Then he's so careful about wiping off the gun with his. <laughs> You know, for his fingerprints. But yet, when he opens the door, after John Travolta's blood is on the door, there's his fingerprints on the door that he just opened. They say when you uh, murder somebody, what, you make, like, a million mistakes and you're lucky if you remember two of them? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. I, and I he's know. stepping all over blood. There's, like, his footprints, his fingerprints. He's touching everything. I mean, granted, it's his house, so I guess maybe he gets away with it. But if his fingerprints are on the actual blood, that's a CSI moment, right? Yeah, there. you got a problem. I've never murdered anybody. But if you do, but, yeah, not to like murder she wrote was coming in like right after him. He's go, he's like <laughs> going to Brazil or whatever with his annoying Horrible. girlfriend. So wouldn't it be great if it was Angela Lansbury walking yes. in? <laughs> well then, and they're like, "This is a case for Jessica Fletcher." And then like, "Oh my God, it'd be so good." And then Samuel Jackson walks in a second later. And he's like, "What the fuck happened here?" And she turns around. and She's like, "Get the don't, don't the- use that fucking tone with me. I'm Jessica Fletcher." Let y'all use whatever tone I want. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, what would be your final grade for uh, Pulp Fiction, Chrissy, for your first time? A minus. Yes. That's actually not that bad. I think it's, well, it's always it. a really good movie. I'll, I'll definitely watch it again if it's on, I'll watch it. It's on my top 20 of my flick chart, so there you go. Is it, if you, would you say, flick chart aside, doing the work for you, just yes. subjectively, would you say it's one of your favorite movies of all time? Well, that's what flick chart means, yes. I know, but that's more of an objective. I'm asking you yes. subjectively. Like I said, when this came out in 1994, I think this came out right around the time of Clerks. Yes. Bo- yeah. Boogie yeah. Nights came out a couple of years later. Those three movies were like really like... Pivotal? Pivotal, yeah. Because they're very... They all are like very dialogue-driven and very soundtrack-driven. Like the music in this movie... It's a character. Great soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Like when the soundtrack came out, everyone was like it was flying off the shelves. It's not just like background music, like it's pivotal to many of the scenes. Yeah, you're like singing along, like in that Bruce Willis scene with the constipated thing where he doesn't blink for the whole scene. Night of the Flight, you may feel a slight stink. That scene? Yeah. Um, I'm singing out. Lay down, lay down. Keep us together. Can I tell you why I thought that was distracting? Yeah, a little bit. Because I was singing it to myself, and no kidding, halfway through the conversation, I realized I had tuned out, and I was like, shit, what are they saying? And I had like come back. adjusted the levels. Yeah, funny thing. They play uh, Let's Stay Together. One more time more than Al Green actually played it when we went to see him at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> Can you believe that? That was ridiculous. You, you have never seen thousands of white people more angry <laughs> than they wait through a whole Al Green concert and he does not play Let's Stay Together. Right. Wow. Meanwhile, some of the black people were like, oh, what the hell? And then the other ones were like, he's a preacher, man. He does what he wants. He's mm. a preacher, son. And they were okay with it. We were not okay with it. Yeah, I was like, fuck this. And I just walked right out of the bowl. <laughs> yeah, I was mad at you too. I was like, you took me to this? Why? It's just disappointing. I know. Okay. Super disappointing. Speaking of disappointing, hmm. hookers. 
Sometimes it's Wait, hold on. What's our grade? For yeah, Pulp come Fiction? on. Grade it. Oh, I'm an A. This is one of my favorite movies. I am A+. Plus. Oh. Are we giving pluses after A's? Or A is well, the highest? I, if like I give minus, you can give a plus. Well, I give it like 100. I didn't think the A was the highest. 105 with extra credit and all yes. that shit. Yes. Samuel Jackson, extra credit. Do you yeah. think there should be a sequel to this ever? Or would that ruin it? Uh, that would ruin it. Because, like, what, it's him walking the earth? Like, he comes back. And he's Michael! Just, yeah, he's Michael. <laughs> John Travolta's got wings, and Samuel Jackson's been a bum for, like, five years, and he stinks. I don't, I don't think I'd want to see Get the snakes off this damn plane! <laughs> yeah. He's back. I need a job! <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Now we can talk about hookers. Okay, now we can talk about... Back to hookers. On happy subjects. Oh, I love hookers. Me too. <laughs> Especially when you can get them for a hundred bucks. That's good. That was bargain price, man. Yeah. Inflation's hit the hooker business, man. <laughs> yes. Can't even get them, you know, to talk to you for a hundred bucks, let alone... <laughs> Whatever they do with you. I wouldn't know. So Justin likes to tease me a lot on this podcast for getting excited about things that are shot in L.A. I don't know what's wrong with me, but it, I do it especially when it's been like a couple of decades since the movie was shot because I'm like, that's how it looked back then. Yeah. And Whoa. when... I know, right? Keanu. But when... Whoa. We said, Whoa. And when uh, Julia Roberts and her friend, who shall remain anonymous, are walking the streets of Hollywood Boulevard, can I just tell you, we didn't just live... Wait, oh, why is she anonymous? Okay. Well, I can't say we lived a block up from it. I mean, like, we practically lived, like, above it. Wow. That exact intersection. And I was like, Justin, we did live in Crack Alley. I've read things that we (laughs) used to live in Crack Alley before. Like, now it's, you know, been gentrified and it's not. But it was. More like Hooker Alley. Hooker Alley. Both, apparently. There were drugs on the street, too. Crack whore alley. drugs in the valley. I know. Don't you remember Pulp Fiction? I know. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I do. But I was just saying, like, I noticed that. I remember being like, oh, our backyard was Crack Alley and Hooker Alley. Where was Julia Roberts? No, there's no reason to be teased. Everyone gets excited when they see their neighborhood. You know, if I saw New Jersey and if you saw North Carolina, like, you'd get thrilled. Yeah, too. Justin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how many hookers y'all have seen in your time. Well, but- seen? I used to talk to him a lot. I I, talked about, I think I've already you talked did. about hookers on the podcast before. So. Probably. That was Sunset Boulevard, though. And they were nice. They were nice hookers. How many of them look like Julia Roberts, though? Zero percent <laughs> of them look like Julia Roberts. They, they look like Julia Roberts' uncle, maybe. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Did but any the, of them the, even look like... Eric Crowder. What's her face? Anonymous friend? Um, Kit, I don't know. Kit, whatever? I would, you know... Let's call her Kit. I was I was just you know trying to get home. I was just trying to walk home, and they tried to. Where you going, sir? Converse. Clip, 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 clip. This is back when my southern accent was still really thick. still thick. So. so, can you give ding 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 imitation bell of how uh-huh. this showdown went? I've already talked about this. I'd be I don't like, think you have. they'd be like, hey, honey, well, you want some you know love tonight? I'd be like, no, I'm cool. Thanks a lot, though. <laughs> just trying to walk home. I just drank some beers. You walking down to the pawn shop? <laughs> yep. I'm going to go get raped by some dudes. <laughs> okay. I'm going to recover from that one. Wow. What? Being raped by some dudes? The visual I got of you telling hookers, I'm going to go get raped by some dudes. No, I stayed away from the pawn shops because of Pulp Fiction, so... Uh, Jordan, I don't think this was your favorite movie. No, it was not. Would you like to talk about why? How have you never seen Pretty Woman? Yeah, before? I know how I've never seen it, because I am the person who lives under the rock, hence the sure, podcast. Sure. But you've seen a lot of things. I have seen a lot of things. Um, <laughs> but I... 
I have not seen Pretty Woman because, A, uh, I'm a guy. There's no big rush to go out and see a chick flick. Um, also, I know the trailer. You know, she tries to shop for the thing, the jewelry, and he clasps it on her hand. Would we necessarily <laughs> call Pretty Woman a chick flick? Uh, yeah. With a really? reason. Yeah. I think I think it's an appealing to both genders movie, but primarily a chick flick. Yeah, because it's, it's the underlying fairy chick tale. theme. It's the fairy tale. You know, someday I can be a hooker, and then not a hooker, but no. someday a rich guy will pick me up off the street and pay for everything—my <laughs> clothes, my penthouse apartment, my everything—and it won't even be about that because he'll just want to be with me. Exactly, he'll take me to the opera and give me those Viewmaster glasses. <laughs> That's what I dream of. And somewhere there'll be a pony, in there. and maybe some white gloves. Yes, yes, and rodeo drive. In yes, rodeo drive, drive, yes. But come on, nothing compares to Showgirls when she's like, it's Versace. <laughs> Wait, can I actually, I'm so glad to be on this podcast. Can I see the flailing around scene? Because I've heard it. I just haven't seen it in Showgirls. Do you want to actually see it or do you want to see us imitate it at the table? Imitate it at the table. <laughs> okay, Justin, are you Go. ready? Uh-huh. It's with Berkeley and Showgirls in the pool. She's like, worth the price of airfare. <laughs> Yes, that's the stripper sound of Pledge. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored and by And while Pledge. she's floating around, Colin McLaughlin's got the, like, like, the, like, he's got, like, three veins in his forehead. He's like, oh, oh sing by the bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Who's your favorite new kid? Is, is it Donnie? Donnie. Is, is, <laughs> please, baby, don't go. <laughs> and he's one shoulder. He's one shoulder popping the whole time. Like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Fossey, Fossey, yeah. Fossey. I've never been to one of like the um, like the midnight screens where they have like the thing where they like, throw things at the screen like Rocky Horror. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like imagine what, what are they? Splash <laughs> everyone, the screen. Everyone flails at the same time. And their seats. It's like the the motion seats. It um, actually looks like you're having some sort of I don't know like seizure or spasm. I can just I just imagine Paul Verhoeven, the director, like giving direction like like a fish. Like a fish. I want to see like a little That's animal. more like a snapper. I wanted grouper. <laughs> but back to Pretty Woman. Yes, back to see Pretty Woman. See how easy it is to get it's, off on the tangent again? But you know what? It's fun. Okay. And as long as we bring it back uh, pretty soon, that's good. <laughs> you know. I want to talk about, because I'm a huge Seinfeld fan, I want to talk about George Costanza. Oh, well. right. Do we have to? Because I couldn't get over it. Like, everything he did was just George. Everything was George. Like, the movements, the gestures, everything was George. Even the little eye thing he does, you know. What about how he treated Julia Roberts and, you know, basically tried to, like, rape her? Yeah, that wasn't George. Um, <laughs> I don't think he did that to Susan or uh, any one of his other girlfriends. Well, anytime you tell your friend, look, she's a hooker, <laughs> but keep it on the DL. And he not only doesn't keep it on the DL, he just, like, tries to rape her. That's when you unfriend him on Facebook. Or <laughs> so he was bad George, you know, uber George during that scene. He was bad George. First you tell him that she got the number from an AIDS walk list, and then you try to rape the hooker. He's so creepy. There's a part yeah. where he literally, like, fingers Julia Roberts. Oh, but no, 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 well, like, literally. I didn't see that scene. <laughs> <laughs> that must have been the triple X, you know, porno version of this movie. I was trying to figure out a better way to say it, but there really isn't one. Because he takes, like, the back of his fingers the way they teach you with the zoo to pet rabbits, you know, if you're a little kid. The they do. I went to the zoo recently, and they taught oh, okay. a three-year-old, this is how you pet the rabbits. And they gave her, like, two fingers and, and made this her go like that. This is also how you pet hookers. Wait, right? I'm going to write this down. Hold on. <laughs> with the two okay. fingers? It looks like, all right, here's what you do. If you are Japanese and taking a picture and you make a peace sign, you're like, I got the, 
and then you take the picture. Then you oh, take. This is taking a racist turn. <laughs> I know. What's no, I don't. I don't agree with this racism. Yeah. Disclaimer, uh, disclaimer. One of my closest friends growing up was Japanese, and she is the one who told me this. Were you, were you ra- racist to her face? What no, you she told me this. She was like, we took pictures, what and she was like. No, she made fun of it. She was like, just so you know, in Japan, they like to put up the two fingers. That's true, actually. I can vouch for that. In Hawaii, I have a picture of a little girl flashing the peace sign in front of a Hello Kitty thing. I don't Thank know why. you. Yeah. See? So, so it's not it's not a racist thing. It's an observation that but, she told me. Well, the fingers have been have, have, have melted off because of the radiation. <laughs> oh, that's Now that wrong. was bad, okay? I wasn't even crossing a line. You, my friend... Tipped it. That's wrong. If anyone wants to donate to the tsunami relief, <laughs> Japan efforts. I love Japan. I love Japan as well. Anyway. And hookers. Oh Jesus. So okay. So if you make the peace sign, but then stick your fingers together as opposed to apart, flip your hands so the I, I back know what of your hand is Chrissy. I'm, no. I'm a grown adult. <laughs> yes, and you do a come hither motion, and they really like that. No. You hit the G spot. You check the oil and you ring the bell. Or and in Japan, the gozaimasu spot. No, and then, no, no, but you do this petting motion, and that's what Jason Alexander did to Julia Robertson one scene. He literally took the back of his fingers and was, like, petting her. That's uh, foreplay. You, hookers don't like foreplay. They no. just like to yeah, get they're to on the it. clock. They're on the clock. You but that was gross. Yeah, that was gross. How did you feel about the 44 inches of leg wrapped around him to make 88 <laughs> inches of uh, therapy? No, it was her hip to her, you know, toes. Which is actually true. I mean, I was testing it out during the film. I'm, like, measuring my 14-size foot against uh, my wrist and elbow. And you were like, oh, my God, my foot does fit against my forearm. It was, I could be a hooker someday. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I've always thought, like, because... Uh, I used to live near West Hollywood. I was like, if I like dressed in drag, how frightening would I be <laughs> to everyone else? I would uh, be the most frightening. Pretty frightening. You know, tranny in the world. Because if you don't know Justin, he's a giant. Yes, I can vouch for this now. I am taller than you and you. <laughs> and you. Um, and I Just have a deep right now. <laughs> oh, man. Um... So, did you like anything about this movie? Yes, I'll tell you what my favorite scene was. Okay. Um, my favorite scene was when she just discovers he's like this uber-loaded billionaire, and she goes, you can't afford it. $300 for the whole night. And we just finished, like, buying her all this stuff. That was pretty great. I have to agree with you. I, and I laughed a lot. Justin and I both laughed at that. We were like, oh, dear. She could have gotten at least five. I know, right? And it's not, even like, it's not even like it's the 80s, like, oh, $300, not a lot. Like, she could have gotten higher, <laughs> but she doesn't. And she's yeah. like, you can't afford it. But I think she knew the second he was like, done. Yeah. She, she, you saw the look at her face. It, like, flashed across her eyes like, oh, shit. Yeah, crush. Stupid she like, three million or something. She was young when she made this, by the way. Julia was, like, 23, you said, Justin? Really? Yeah, like, 22, 23. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Wow. I thought she was a little older than that. What still. is your favorite Julia Roberts movie, Jordan? Uh, I don't really like her. No. In a lot of stuff, I but I she's guess. Not oh wait, no, no, hold on. Okay. I did like her in um, the Tom Hanks joint, uh, Charlie Wilson's War, because she like kind of used her wiles and guiles to get stuff done. Okay. And so. um, oh, you will someday. You like Tom Hanks? So I do. Like that? Yeah. Um, and what's her name? Emily Blunt. Great scene in that movie. Um, so. I liked her in that. I didn't see Eat, Pray, Love, but... I, I didn't either. Um, but yeah, this now I've seen this, so I can round out my Julia Roberts. <laughs> I've seen a lot of movies. I just can't remember what they uh, are. I've never Run- seen Aaron Brockovich. Runaway Bride? 
No, didn't see that one either. Yeah, Notting Hill. Notting Hill. Yeah, I saw that one. Steel Magnolia is one of my favorites. Oh, no, I didn't see Come that. Come on, you guys are missing the best one. Flatliners? No, you're missing the best one. <laughs> My Best Friend's Wedding. Oh, that's a pretty that's good a one. That's a great movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she was good in it. Food but critic. I like Pretty Woman a lot. I think she's very fetching in this movie. And fetching. And fetching. I mean, the whole... Before <laughs> she... Especially when she's wearing her hooker attire throughout the like the first half of the movie. Yes. That little... The like, spandex? The hourglass doing spandex the and an hourglass. Yeah, yeah, I was like, if I could find it, no, you know? You know what it reminds me of? Like, when you have a tortilla. and tortilla. you Yeah, and you fold it in half and you bite it in the middle and you create the hole. Like, this is just like what Julia Roberts wore. No, I feel like it's kind of like that. Like, somebody took some fabric and, like, went... Or, like, when you fold up a piece of paper and you, like, cut it and you make those... Yes! Yes! That's exactly what happened. Hooker tacos. I like a hooker quesadilla... All I could think, by the way, about poor Kip throughout this movie was like, and Kip's going to get AIDS. That's how this oh, has to end. man. Early 90s. Well, I think the, the original screenplay before they kind of brightened it up for <laughs> Gary Marshall was much darker. Really? She yes. does get AIDS. <laughs> she does get AIDS. <laughs> it means Tom Hanks and the Philadelphia. Several, it's because of the fingering uh, thing oh, with, no. with, with George. <laughs> he had AIDS all along. <laughs> Is it bad for me to say I don't want to think of George Costanza fingering anybody? Yeah, he killed his wife with the wedding invitations, and he killed Julia Roberts with his fingering. I don't want to think of him fingering Susan. No. But Richard Gere, I want to think of him fingering anybody. I think he's a cutie. Did you have the hots for him in this movie? I did. How much? How much? For the night. For the hour. He's not like my favorite. I don't have like a Goo Gaga crush over him, but I like him a lot. Mostly because I wouldn't kick a, him out of bed. Mostly because he was in Chicago, right? That's not true. I liked him before Chicago. <laughs> we in what? I double up. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, the uh-huh. movie with Diane Lane where she's cheating oh, on him. Uh, Over um, the Moon? Unfaithful? No. Yes. Unfaithful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of another Diane Lane movie. That's a hot movie. I like that movie. Okay. And I like his voice. He's got the dulcet tune. The he dulcet does tone. have dulcet tune. Now, I was, I was thinking, too, um, when I saw this, so Richard Gere, uh, pretty young when he made this movie. Yes. And uh, But he's got the gray hair, like the George Clooney. Mm-hmm. And the women like the George Clooney, too. They've got the gray hair, handsome thing going on. Yes, debonair. So, debonair, yeah. Similar vein to the George Clooney. Absolutely. I think he carries it very well. And it's funny, but when you grow, go gray early, it's weird, but people don't seem to notice that other parts of you age as you age because you just kind of always look semi the same. Unless you're Jay Leno, who sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Down with Jay Leno. So, if it, you know, if he's got a little salt and pepper in his hair, it's okay as long as he doesn't have, like, old gray wrinkly balls has the or salt something. salt and pepper and he's still a handsome man. Yes, he is handsome. We were talking about late night hosts. It's okay. It was in context. Chopping on each other's sentences. Finish the sentence now. No. Okay. (laughs) I'm not your monkey. Dance, monkey. (laughs) Stop telling me what to do. (sighs) Julie Roberts. Do you guys have crushes on her? Everybody calls her America's sweetheart. No, it's just not my sweetheart. Really? Who's your sweetheart? Um, I don't know. I, if I had to be put on the spot, oh my god! I like. I used to like the chick from Twenty Four, but then she kind of the president. No, uh, Alicia Cuthbert. <laughs> but then oh. she went downhill. <laughs> she was an idiot. <laughs> no, yeah, not for her mind, Justin. No, just the not character in Twenty Four. Every time yeah. she, she's like, ugh. So, so not your style. Not my style. No, okay. I don't know. I, I don't have a, you a don't favorite. Have I'll get back to you on that. All right, please do. And Justin, the president in Twenty Four. <laughs> 
played by Cherry Jones, my favorite Broadway actress. You cannot thwart this attack. (laughs) We are reading The Hunger Games, by the way. In the third book, Mockingjay, there's a female character who reminds me of No! Just that. That's it. Uh, it. I'm not saying anything about who it is in the book. I'm just saying there's a female character. Mm -hmm. And in my head, when I imagined it, I kept thinking the president from 24. Mm. The whole time. I was like, this person is her. Or is she? Ta-da! If you've read the book, you know who I'm talking about. And if you watch 24, you know what you're talking about. No, but I like like Julia Roberts uh, back in the day before she lost her southern accent. Because she's originally from Georgia, just like the character in Pretty Woman. And in Pretty Woman, she kind of had the little accent going. And I didn't know where she was originally from. And I asked you, I was like, where is she from? And you were like, it's Georgia. And I wasn't sure if you meant the character or the actress. But now I know you mean both. Both. I'm glad you clarified that because I wrote down in my notes, Millsville, Georgia, or whatever. She glanced over it. And uh, she had this accent. I was wondering if she was actually from Georgia. It's weird, yeah. But you're right. She doesn't have it anymore. She totally lost it. Or Money least, will do that to you. All right. Justin, if you ever get rich and famous, are you not going to have twang? Keep the twang. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue being a hooker, but I will still have the twang. <laughs> yes. May I say, twang, I feel, is the wrong word. I don't feel like you have twang. I feel like, as far as southern accents go, it's like kind of a suave one. It's sad to say, but there is a prejudice amongst people who are not southern to think that if you are a female, you sound like a southern belle, but if you're a male, you sound stupid. Like deliverance. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't no it's very subtle I'm saying it publicly on this podcast Justin you don't sound stupid despite my worst imitation thanks well yeah the imitation is not accurate Justin sounds like a North Carolina boy and there's some southern charm there that's just all this time I thought you thought I was dumb <laughs> that was just you being dumb you don't know me at all but, uh, no, you use that to get in people's good graces. I use that a lot at my job when I'm on the phone. I can imagine. Yeah. I've seen you do it when you're trying to get out of a ticket. You're like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> no, ma'am. Well, yes, sir. Suddenly, you've only seen that one time, so and it southern. didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. It's true. And but, it wasn't a ma'am. It was a dude. No, we were in North Carolina itself, and you were like, this is my home state. And he was like, you live in California. And you were like, I just live there. I'm not actually from there. I'm from here. That does wow, not that sound is, like me. Yeah, no. I sound like our friend like Natalie. <laughs> schooling a child on words. <laughs> Speak really slowly, and hopefully they'll remember what you were saying. But before the cop came to the car, I was more like, fuck this, fuck him, fuck, fuck, fuck. Ha. Ha. <laughs> Obviously, you're giving me the vapors. Have you seen the movie Steel Magnolias? Fried green tomatoes? That's my favorite. Is it yours? I like color green. Let's call this ticket off and get us some grits. <laughs> I love grits. And some barbecue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cheese grits. Just discovered them. Awesome. Really? You just discovered them? Just discovered them. Not my thing. So what will be your final grade for Pretty Woman, yeah, Chrissy? B. Jordan? I'll give it a B plus. Oh, wow. I'm surprised because, you gave it a better grade than Because B. I give stuff like, you know, the cinematography and the yeah, acting okay. and whatever. I just didn't like the plot. Plot brings it down for me, so B minus. <laughs> but the writing was okay? No, you know what? I just went down a grade. B minus. I gave it a B plus. <laughs> B minus. I just don't buy it. Like, the whole... just. Suspend disbelief since the first minute. You know, uncultured, no benefit to a rich guy getting with this. I'm I'm done. This is why you and I are friends, by the way, because we can't deal with the whole suspension of disbelief. I can't take it. No, man. Don't make me suspend disbelief. I have beliefs for a reason. I want to believe in the characters. I don't want to have to go, oh, wait, it's a movie, so... 
Oh, right, it's oh, a movie. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's your job as a filmmaker to work around that to make your characters and your plot plausible. Right, and be real and make the people get on board. But I can't get on board if I'm suspending disbelief. Thank you. And the hookers should have man faces because in real life, <laughs> that's what they look like. And trannies. There were no trannies. Where were the trannies? You know where they were? Sunset. Yeah, what if Richard Gere picked up a dude and tried to dress him up in all that clothing? That's Pretty Woman too, right there. Oh, yeah, it is. Pretty man. Prettier woman. woman. <laughs> yes. But Joanna Man's already been done. Yeah, sorry about that. Well, wah, wah. Wah, wah. Jordan, may I just say what a pleasure it's been to have you on this podcast? Thank you so much. May I say that I want to give a shout out to you guys. I, I've been listening to every episode because I wanted to be an authority. And um, it's so great to be here and so great to see this magic in person. Oh, I feel so warm and fuzzy. I feel like the wizard in what was Ravaz. <laughs> now we're like, yeah, it's wah, wah. don't look behind that curtain. Don't tell them that you know that we're robots. Don't don't tell them that we're really secretly in a closet in the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. Please don't. We got a tin can. We're speaking right. into. The here. funny thing is, the reason Jordan's not laughing is because he knows it's not that far off. It's not that exactly. far. It's really not. <laughs> no, you guys are real people, and you're awesome. Hey, thanks. So are you. Except for the fact that you people like us. listen to every episode. Oh, my god! Yeah, you may be a robot. I got hooked. What can I say? He looks like a rabbit. Like heroin. What? Nothing. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, it's been fun. Next week, we have another guest. Yes, we have another guest. Christopher Guest? Yes, Christopher <laughs> oh, Guest. Oh, man, that'd be awesome. Uh, someday. That'd be awesome. Someday. When you're we should take everyone out with a song this week. Um, take out the papers and the trash. <laughs> or you don't get no spending cash. <laughs> if you don't sweep the kitchen floor, you ain't gonna rock and roll no more. Yikety yik, don't talk back. Da 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 da. You know, I'm willing to leave it at that. That was good enough. I can't come up with anything better than that, can you? Nope. Nope. We fail. Nope. We cede the podcast to Jordan. There we go. Yay, Jordan! Yay. Not gonna yay me, but thank you guys for having me. Yeah, yay. it's been a pleasure. Thanks for being on. Yep, that's how it works, by the way. Come to LA, be on the podcast. Yes. Just saying. Yes. All right, cool. Till next week. Till next week, everybody. And our next guest, Lovely Gray. Yes. All right. Yeah. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>